This is Ten, and with me I have... As always, your boy Scooby. And we have a special guest today. You guys may remember him from last episode, but I'm going to let him introduce himself, all right? Yeah, you already know this boy. You already know who it is. This is your boy, Bodega Papi, a.k.a. the main event, a.k.a. the people's champ, a.k.a. the Sancocho of the soul, a.k.a. Young Don Francisco, a.k.a. the chicken sandwich connoisseur, a.k.a. the Dominican. Yo, people call me the goat of this generation because you catch me here, you catch me there, catch me everywhere with the five moves of doom, always doing charitable work. Catch me as a Dominican peacemaker, yo, a.k.a. the Dominican John Cena, baby. You can't see him. <laughs> as always, though, as always, a pleasure to have our boy, Bodega Papi. Word. Um, oh, thank you guys for, for inviting me once again for pero, this. Pero claro, we got to finish the story, no verdad? Word. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, thoughts on that too. <laughs> word, word. There's so much to unpack. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. Last time we spoke about the insane um weekend of wrestling that was coming up, and it's not really a weekend at this point. I want to say it's like a whole. I don't even think a week is enough. There's like so much stuff happening. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff happens beforehand, day of, and. You know, we said it all in, in the last episode. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I don't think any of us anticipated all the stuff that was actually going to happen or how it was going to happen. So whether we agree or disagree, we can all agree that that's at least... Shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah, like it was good no matter what, the way, no matter way you, how you spin it, because it gets people talking. Yeah, that's true. It's true, I agree. Um, I totally agree. Uh, I remember last time we referenced that um, there was like other events. I wanted to give a quick shout to the GCW ones. I didn't get to see all of them, but um, I know Gringo, Gringo Loco had a um, GCW event. I know Effie had a GCW event. I didn't get to see those, but I did see the majority of Bloodsport, the Josh Barnett one. Okay. That one was pretty dope. I'm not going to lie from what I got to see. So, shouts out to that one. In case anybody heard me mention in the last one and was interested, that was a great, uh, a really good event, as far as I remember seeing. But yeah, on to what we covered, which was Supercard and the two Mania nights. Um, yeah. how, how y'all Can I wanna... give a, a quick shout out to? Go, go ahead, go ahead. Shout out to, to the NXT event that happened mm-hmm. uh, that that Saturday in the morning in the. Like around one o'clock, uh, it was a dope show. They all showed out, especially the the women's ladder match oh, yeah. was great. Um, the fatal five way for the uh, North American title was fucking the best match of the card, and I also enjoyed. Uh, shout out to Carmelo Hayes. 
He is him. He is the new NXT uh, a champion right now. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I didn't get to watch that one. I caught the, like, I don't want to say the highlights because I pretty much just saw the results. Okay. But looking at the results, like, on paper, it seems like they fucking did everything right with that one. Like, yeah, no, no. It was, a, it was a good. I mean, Saturday was, they did everything right, but then, well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get across. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to start with Supercard? Yeah. Um, yes, sir. There was um, what would what you would what AW side called zero hour what WWE calls pre-show. There was um four matches for SuperCard that I think bear worth mentioning, which were um Willow Nightingale versus Miranda, Miranda Alize, I believe is her name. Elise, yeah. Elise. Yeah. I. Them, I like better. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Alize sounds better, but I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock it. I'm not gonna knock it. Pero eh, props to her, man. And and how we say in Spanish, vendió cara. Like she's yeah, like she showed really well. I know. I know that she is like experienced. She's an established indie talent. But that was like a lot of people probably like for myself was a time that. She was seen by like a lot more people, and I thought she looked really good. Um, it made me wonder why she's not more frequently featured on anywhere, really, to be honest. But she did really well. Um, Slim J versus Stu Grayson was fire. I feel like Slim J doesn't get the props he deserves. Takeshita versus Willie Mack was a show stealer. I'ma just say yes. that I love Mack. that was better. Than the whole um, pay per view, honestly. That was, be- like, that was my match. I literally, like, at one point, I like screamed because I was scared for them. It was just crazy. Yeah, we got a huge Takeshita stand in the house, but. <laughs> of course. But <laughs> even saying that, like, that match was for real, like, really good. Yeah. Well, it was. It was almost a shame that it was on zero hour. Like, it could have been on the main card. Easy. Honestly, yeah. Like. For me, it was match of the night. Yeah. So that's that's a statement. But honestly, like it was that good. Maybe I just honest. like him that much, but I, mean, <laughs> I don't the know. The match was good though. Like yeah. that's my thing. It was really good. And it was like an exhibition match. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. And props to um Willie Mack too. Like he did really good too. Like I feel like he does not care about himself because Tiro, at one point, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is crazy. But, <laughs> but they both did. Trying to show well. out. Trying to show out. Yeah. And um, the last one was Tracy Williams versus Jeff Cobb. That was a, a pretty, f- like, decent match. I think that was, like, a good, um, like, a decent zero-hour match. It was the first one, too. Uh, Tracy Williams was dope. If I can compare him to anybody, and I... And, Instantly got vibes, and it's like, instantly became a dream match of mine. Um, Tracy Williams versus the man formerly known as Orny Lorcan, Biff Busick, oh. would be fire. And like, be a hard-hitting match. Hell yeah. And then the fact that Tracy Williams is from New York and Biff is from New England would be crazy. Like, that's all right. That, like, it writes itself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um... That being said, those matches were dope. Main card, 
Commander versus um Vikingo was fire. It was what I expected. For real. That was my second match of the night. <laughs> I was watching it with yeah. we were watching it with my dad and he was like, What the fuck? Like in awe the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Especially like um you know the Vikingo, like, you know, once again he doing viral things, you know, catching Word. people's eyes and I know your dad was like <laughs> Honestly though, we're <laughs> my biggest thing too about a lot of these wrestlers, um, they were pulling like double, even triple duty all weekend. Like Vikingo was at GCW too. And um Jeff Cobb was in Bloodsport, he was in Ring of Honor, and he was in AEW last week. Yeah, and that's the dope thing about like, you know, big events with WWE especially. Um, everybody eats outside of WWE, you know? Yeah, in a, in a way, I agree with that because WrestleMania kind of it makes everybody catch the wrestling bug because mm-hmm. like como que llama la atención, it just draws attention to wrestling, and then the people that are either known to look beyond just WWE, they have so much to freaking watch, like us, for example. Yeah, there was way too much stuff. Honestly, I didn't watch everything, so <laughs> it was hard to watch everything. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I didn't watch everything either. But I tried my best, you know. <laughs> I really did. Because I thought, yeah, you know, you catch the highlights here and there, but you you'll know like already, like at least like the highlights. You could know more or less, like okay, you can see like, you know. Word word. Um, but yeah, moving on. The Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki. By the way, I'm saying these matches are a lot of order. Oh yeah, because we don't have our notes up right here. Um, but Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki was, in my honest opinion, a bit of a letdown. But I am mostly looking forward to what's next for Athena's title reign, I guess. Okay, um, yeah, no, I don't like Athena, so... I, yeah, I'm good. Next. I guess <laughs> I'm a little... She, she, she's nah, doing her thing, you know, as a heel now, you know? Yeah. That's exactly where I was kind of headed to. That like I kind of see that they're just trying to build her as dominant as possible. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I wish I mean, there was more offense on both sides and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's well-deserved for a character because, you know, um, if you only known her from watching her in WWE, she's just like, you know, she just worked face, you mm-hmm. know? She was only one-dimensional, but now, like, at least with this title reign, you can see more of a mean streak, more of a her show, uh, giving off more of her personality into it. Or, like, there's a lot more depth there. And That's I, the thing that I like the most, to be honest. And I do feel like she's a better heel because I don't like her, so I don't want to <laughs> root for her. So it it works out, you know? Or, I mean, she's doing her job right if, if you don't like There her. you go. Exactly. My match of the night, I'm about to say, for for the Ring of Honor card, was Shibata versus Yuta. I did not think I was going to like that match as much as I did. <laughs> it was. It had a lot of good storytelling. It's not the type mm-hmm. of wrestling that I like to watch because, honestly, I think, it's, I think it's boring. But the storytelling, honestly, was really, really good. So I give them props. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it was like a nice build to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. There was a nice build because it's, it's like the whole little... Kaki, young champion, calls out more than he can chew, basically. 
Yeah. And like that, the storytelling of that match, like watching it, it set, it told that story, cause Shibata was punking him the whole match, yeah. like for real, like stepsoning his shit. For real, it's true. And then by the end of it, by the end of the whole pay per view, you see the stare down where Shibata backs Eddie and all that against the the BCC. Mm-hmm. So there's built to that and. The obvious like avenue to, to explore there is Shibata versus Danielson. Um, oh yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Kemavia, the ladder match. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. That was great because everybody like my third match of the night. <laughs> everybody um, everybody got to shine in that match. And we gotta, Dika Bodega, bro, we gotta give t- uh, Ten her flowers. She called mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah she did. And y'all made she me change it. my mind. You see? I be knowing I mean, I mean, I felt like Top Flag was gonna win, but unfortunately, we all know what happened to Dante Martin. Yeah, yeah that was. Dante, because, goddamn. Yeah. Bro, that like, was brutal. Yo, that foot breaking, it looked like, um, I don't know if you guys seen when Sid Vicious broke uh-huh. his leg. In WCW, y'all have seen that clip? I've shown her. I don't know if she remembers remember. that he jumped from like, the top turnbuck. We said it all below totalmente. Yeah, mm, I don't want to see that. Honestly, yeah, you you spot on, bro. That's like the the most comparable injury that I could com- I could think of. I feel so yeah, bad for them too. It was too much, man. Because I feel like they were just gonna get this push. Like I feel like it was true they were gonna win, but because he broke his ankle. Like, they had to just change it last minute, you know? Yeah, they had to call an audible. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it was planned. And I and I told Ten right after the match ended why I think so. Because when Mark Briscoe debuted in AW, he instantly bonded and, like, felt like a kinship to the Lucha Brothers. So, like, mm. if you... And he, like, literally... He said something... Because I think the um, Tony Nese, Smart Mark's goons... Tony Nice and Josh Woods and them, they were attacking him uh, ringside. And he said something like, oh, and as I was getting my ass beat, I looked into the ring and I saw something beautiful. A set of brothers defending themselves. And it was, he was referring to the Lucha Brothers. And then they did a trio match, I believe. And then he was the one that came out and presented the belts to them and whatever. So I think that was the plan all along. I think that what happened at Top Flight was mad unfortunate, though, because I, I really feel like they can't catch a break with the injuries. Because his brother was injured for mad long. I think yeah, Darius was, was gone, and now Dante was like, yeah. bro. But I'm feeling like maybe it will let the audience like know the other brother more. I forget his name. Darius. Darius. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, you know, with Dante, we got that singles run, kind of, you know? And yeah, my did. man's had no shape up. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, I think he just needs a solo run so that people could get to know him. And then when his brother comes back, we're going to like both of them. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that it's unfortunate, but it's like worth capitalizing on because, again, like people grew so fond of Dante while Darius was out. And I don't want to say this because I don't know it to be true. It's like a really big blanket statement, but it feels like somewhat like people are indifferent to Darius and they kind of try to make him like make people love him a lot with his little matches with Moxley and Blackpool. And that definitely probably did work. But this is where people are going to grow fond of him. 
And also, him being alone, he's going to develop his skills more. Yeah, mic work and all of that. Yeah, exactly. So, I feel like, obviously, it's unfortunate, but maybe it's good because he'll develop as an individual, you know? I agree. But, yep, there was that. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. That was a really good match. It was what it was. There was a lot of storytelling there, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they're building it up for Mark to eventually win the world title. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that that's where they had him. For Mark? For Mark, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the end game for his, like, story. Because the TV title is the TV title, pero Jay held the world title. So, like, by him chasing the television title, it's in a sense, like, saying, okay, yeah, I'll get the second best title that. Because I was, I, like, it's almost like self-deprecation in a way. For Joe? For, for Mark. Like, oh... The television title is my destiny because my brother held the world title. Well, why mm-hmm. can't you hold the world title? Yeah. Why can't you reach the level your brother reached? I, I, I think that's the end game for Mark. But Ten didn't peep, but I will say there was a part that was mad sad oh, where yeah. he was getting his shit rocked by Joe and he <laughs> reached to the corner for a tag. Oh, yeah, Pete, I, I saw that clip. That was mad that sad. Was <laughs> like, that's storytelling at its finest, to be honest. But yeah, there's that. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, the six man. Um. Yep. The tag? Was the it six a tag man. Team? Yeah, it was the the six man title belt for Ring of Honor. Okay. Or yeah, the Embassy versus Aon Fox, Lake Christian and Metalik. Metalik, I'm not gonna talk too much about it because I already said what I had to say last time, and I was pretty much right that it was gonna be a solid match and champions will retain. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want because oh, this is um, all you. So, Blake Christian, I'd never seen him wrestle. Me ganó. <laughs> he was actually really good. Um, yeah, he impressed me, so. He won you over. He did. <laughs> and it was a pretty straightforward, you know? It was fun. Yeah. I, you know I don't like the embassy, so I wasn't happy that they won, but I understand because they're the more established group, I guess. Y'all want to know what my dad's biggest takeaway of that match was? What? That Toa Leona's body. Oh yeah. <laughs> Toa Leona's half body. I was my dad was like, damn, I never seen a mix like that. That, that yeah. mix, that's a crazy mix. He's Samoan and body, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That is a really crazy mix, though, to be honest. Word. But yeah, that's pretty much enough to said about that. Tanahashi versus Daniel Garcia was also solid. Yeah, it's a great show for uh, Danny Garcia to be in the ring with somebody like that, you know, that's well-established, like Tanahashi. Yeah. So. I think that he, like, I don't, I think people underestimate his performances, Daniel Garcia. Like, it's one thing to be able to have a match with a legend like that, but to have, like, a a solid or even a great match with a legend like that is impressive because the level of, of the work rate of Tanahashi is, like, He's been doing this shit for years, and he's doing it at a high level. So far. Yeah, because it's Mahinata. He's the Japanese John Cena, bro. <laughs> exactly. So, like, for him to be able to put on a match with somebody like Tanahashi, and, like, it actually be good, and, like, people are saying, wow, like, that didn't suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shouldn't be underestimated because he's still mad young. 
And I also feel like the storytelling was good when he, like, everybody was like, pro wrestler, you're, yeah, a, pro you're wrestler. a wrestler. And he's like, I'm a sports entertainer. And I just thought that was funny. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that was it for um, Supercard, right? Nah, we're forgetting Claudio versus Eddie. Oh, the main event. Oh, yeah. You're forgetting the main event. Yeah, you're forgetting about your man's Claudio Castanoni. Can't forget about my boo. Um, so obviously he won. Duh. <laughs> it voted Eddie, nah. He I survived like, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, he's good too. I like, I really like him, but it's Claudio. Come on. He survived Eddie. He did what, like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are pissed about that finish, but it's like, he, it, it's, it's a way to keep both of them strong. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was a roll up, wasn't it? Nah, they were just ex- ex- what? I'm forgetting the type of pin it was, and nombre, pero Describe it. That is like the power bomb shit, basically. Like mm, when, they did it to each other, and yeah, they were they okay. just kept going back and forth, back and forth, and then finally Claudio kept Eddie down long enough. Mm, okay. And then Eddie was just mad as fuck, sitting in the ring, like, wow, I can't believe the ref got to three. Pero they were beating the crap out of each other that entire match. Also, the swings. Y'all said outrageous numbers. I said five. He yeah. did two, I think? Three, three. Three. So I win, okay. <laughs> Word. But yeah, like, throughout the course of the match, they were beating the crap out of each other. And mm-hmm. neither one of them was staying down at all. And it's what you would expect, because Eddie has been put down before. But storyline-wise, like, that's when he was less hungry and when he was more on like his fuck it flow. You couple the fact that he's hungry now mixed with the fact that he hates Claudio. And of course he's not going to stay down because he wants to prove a point. Eddie, if anything at all, Eddie's a proud person. And then Claudio is this, for as long as anybody has seen Claudio performing, you know him to be like an Iron Man. So he wasn't going to be down, get put down easily. If I'm not mistaken, the only time he's ever really ate a pin since re- reappearing in AW was against Jericho, who had to beat him with a bat to do it. <laughs> Word. So that's like pretty strong boss levels of booking. So the fact that he is, he, he is like, he's saying that he didn't want to respect Eddie and then he escapes Eddie. That's like, and then they wanted to jump him after. That got me tight. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the story progresses because um, Shibata, that's his Shibata name? came out to defend yeah, Eddie. Exactly. So I want to see what they're going to do with that, you know? The most interesting tidbit that I pointed out too is that Eddie was formed, or literally at this time of year, last year, Eddie was aligned with the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the, um, with the uh, cage match. Yeah, but it's very interesting to note that Max is kind of one of the the head honchos in that. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one that holds any kind of, like, kinship to Eddie. Literally everyone else hates him. Even Yuda? Uh, Yuda, there's nothing really for Yuda to hate, but that hasn't been explored, and you can safely assume that he's going to side with the other two. I think he would more side with Moxley because Moxley kind of has him under his wing, you know? Yeah, like, Yuda's under Moxley's wing, but he tends to 
ride like Claudio a little bit. Pause. Mm. <laughs> like they have like a, a a big bro little bro relationship. Yeah, I can see that. So I wouldn't I would not be surprised if like if worse comes to worse he'll back them over Moxley with Eddie. So Bodega Papi, what Damn. is your match of the night? At least for Supercard. Yeah. If you got one. For Supercard, I gotta go with the Shibata and Yuta. The boys. I love I I I love that, that, that style of wrestling, man. That slow build up and then eventually that defeat right there. The Shibata win. Which shocked me because I thought that like, you know, like on what we said on the the what was it, on the Thursday episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um that we were expecting Blackpool Combat Club, we yeah. thought that they were gonna like, you know, um retain all their titles so they could stay strong for that feud, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess the elite, but I don't know. It was a shock. You know it's the crazy thing that maybe like f- five minutes, ten minutes into the match, mm-hmm. I was bracing myself for that finish. Because that was just like, damn, there's no way he loses this shit right now. Who, you? Shibata. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was exactly. like, there's no fucking way he's going to lose And right I now. think they picked the right person to win because he has so much experience, you know? Yeah, like, and, and Yuta is a young kid. Like, it's if it would have been like, if that scenario would have played out the same but with, like, Danielson, that would have been egregious. Like, Shibata punking Danielson the whole match. Like, that's somebody that has mad time and could hold their own. Like, Yuta's never had a... a well, he has, actually. Yuta had a 60-minute Ironman match. But still, like... Still is Shabbat. That's, like, a, a teacher with decades of experience versus somebody with, like, maybe a decade of experience. Yeah. There was... That's true. Like, el diablo no sabe por diablo, el diablo sabe por viejo kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Bueno, any final comments on Ring of Honor Supercard? Nah. Pretty it much covered everything on it. It banged. It mm, made me want to it made me want to subscribe to Honor Club. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode where we will continue the discussion with Bodega Papi and Scooby on all things post WrestleMania. Thanks for listening and I hope you guys enjoy. Until next time. The next stop is clear up the closing door.